0: Pretty much all the theaters in town in Madison now, they're starting to offer a lot more stuff. Come early and get a hamburger. Stay late and have a beer or something like that. They've made that like a major part of their business model now.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. I'm Eric Lorenson, subbing in for your usual host, Lindsay Christians. Dinner and a movie has long been a go-to way to spend a Saturday evening, but these days, as cinemas change their business models, it's often the case that you can get dinner with a movie. At Flick's Brewhouse, a new cinema and brewery on Madison's East Side, Appetizers, entrees, and drinks are as much a part of the experience as the movie itself. Today, I'm talking with Rob Thomas, social media and features editor with the Cap Times, about our respective visits to Flick's Brew House, the trend of amenity rich cinemas, and the do's and don'ts of eating food in a movie theater. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy your feature presentation. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Good, Eric, how are you? I am great. I am excited to talk all about Flick's brew house, the new, what do they call it? A cinema, uh, cinema brew house? Cinema slash brew
0: pub. Yeah. Uh, allegedly the country's only combo movie theater
1: and working brew pub. Well, before we dive uh, too much into the Flick's, I was curious, what do you usually go for when you go to the theater? Do you have a, well, a snack of choice, a bev of choice? It
0: depends. I mean, you can't go wrong with your traditional popcorn and Coke. And- that's certainly the go to. Like, I don't, some people swear by the nacho, the really bad nachos with the cheese sauce. Yeah, like the ballpark sort of exactly. nachos. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, some people love that. Or like a, a
1: hot dog. A movie. Oh look of disgust on your oh, come face. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I a <laughs> that's a war crime. But like, um,
0: yeah. So I would say for me, it's either a popcorn and Coke, or if I'm at a place like Flicks that has a full menu, usually I'll, t- I'll you know, assuming that the, I haven't eaten already. I'll take advantage and have that as well. Cause I, uh, I do kind of like that. Like, I like there's like something
1: a, more substantial Yeah, like well, a sandwich. Yeah.
0: And it's, I mean, it's, it's, if the food's good and usually these places, it's, a, it definitely cut above from what you expect from like movie theater concession stand food. Like, you don't normally think like, oh, that's a place I really want to have dinner. Um, but they've made that like a major part of their business model now as they're competing with Netflix and everything else that people are doing uh, is to not just go see a movie but like come early and get a hamburger, stay late and have a beer or something like that. And so yeah. pretty much all the theaters in town in Madison now – like even New Vision has like a bar out front called McGuffins, where you can get a, co- a really expensive cocktail before the movie – with that, they're starting to offer a lot more stuff.
1: Theaters do seem to have become much more amenity rich than they did in the past. Yeah. Like the, the, the Coke and the popcorn used to be the bread and butter of your movie theater. Exactly. But now it's like a whole, like you get, get a pizza and wings and, you know, all, all kinds of appetizery, entree ish kind of stuff. Right. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about Flicks Brew House. How does it fit within this trend of these more culinarily robust? theaters that we're seeing pop up.
0: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of theaters obviously are kind of retrofitting themselves to accommodate this. Like uh in Madison, Marcus Point had a major remodel to put in a restaurant and a full menu and stuff like that. In a bar the Take 5 lounge. Marcus Palace, a the new theater in Sun Prairie, they have several theaters that are what they call Big Screen Bistro where you can get full meals delivered and you can you can get food and take it to any theater in there. Flix is a is a Texas chain, um, very much like the Alamo Drafthouse chain, which is also based in Texas. If people know it, I think they're Austin, and I think Flix is Dallas-based, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, very much built around the food and, uh, and getting the food to the seats and making that an integral part of the experience rather than trying to fit that into uh, the existing theater. One th- problem that AMC Madison, the former Sundance, had was – They, when AMC took it over, they they had this great kitchen on the second floor because that used to be a restaurant on the second floor. So they wanted to have a full menu with all this, like they had sushi, all kinds of stuff that you don't think of in movie theaters. The problem was they still had the old movie theater seats and you couldn't like deliver food to those seats. You'd be like, you know, can you hand this down to that guy over there or something like that? Yeah. So they would have them like drop them off in the lobby and then people have to come out and get them. And it was just a very unwieldy way to do it. So Flix has it set up where they have a large bar area out front, which was pretty busy when I was there after work one day. Like like I yeah. I, I was kind of curious how that was going to play, whether people would just go to drink and not see a movie. And based on what I saw, people are doing that.
1: Yeah, they have a, a bar and also a small like seated restaurant right. kind of section too.
0: What was interesting to me was the bar was packed and the restaurant was empty when I was there. So oh, it feels like people are, are going to drink. They have – I think eleven serving tanks, if I remember, and they have like six uh, beers on permanent rotation, and yes. then a bunch of uh, specialty ones. They had like a Michael Myers themed amber or something like that yeah. when I was there last week. And it
1: is interesting. It's like each location. If correct me if I'm wrong, each location brews its own beer, right? Absolutely. It's like the yeah. it's, it has these six staples, but at each location, it makes them from from scratch. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. And I, they probably have the same few at different locations, but also some specialty ones as well. They also do tap takeovers. When I was there, Surly was doing a tap takeover. So they're pretty serious about the beer in a way that I would say most – well, all movie theaters and, and even a lot of restaurants aren't. And um, so, yeah, when you get there, like like the bar was packed when I was there. Um, and so the way it works at Flicks, the process is they usually want you to get there um, – Within like 15 to 30 minutes before the movie starts. And to kind of entice you to that, they have this, what they call the pre show. Uh, playing normally, you go know, to a movie theater, it's a bunch of ads for cars and, and yeah, weight loss and stuff like that. Trivia and, and questions, and maybe. Trivia, yeah, which are often pretty easy. It's almost like they're trying to promote <laughs> the film rather than genuinely tease your brain. I, yeah. Um, a little humble brag there, right. Rob. I don't think I've ever gotten one wrong. But <laughs> I, uh, and uh, they got this idea from Alamo Drafthouse as well, which is, I think, more imaginative than, than what I've seen at Flicks, which is like, showing clips from, like, similar movies. So, like, when I saw Mission Impossible there, they were showing clips from the other movies. Or you and I saw Bad Times at the El Royale, which is set in uh, Tahoe, I believe. So there was, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I think Identity was this movie where also these characters come to a hotel and and it's a similar sort of thing. So it's like instead of showing you ads, they're showing you clips. I think they will also show, like, behind-the-scenes Uh, interviews and stuff with people in the movie you're about to see. That's the other thing. They're all tailored to the movie you're about to see. The the hope is that by the time the movie starts, you've got the food in front of you, basically. So you sit down, people come around, check your ticket, and then they sort of talk about, like, have you been here before? Here's how it works. You can either order food, you know, as you would from a waiter there, or they have these notepads with menus that you can, you know, check off which beer you want, write down what you want, and then hit a little a uh, call button like on a plane and then they'll just come by and grab it and then fill your order. So, I mean, it was pretty fast. Like I, when I was there, I think I got there. their f- 15 minutes of beer and some tacos and they got there just as the lights were going down for the movie. The one thing, problem I've always had with eating in the movies is, of course, you're sitting in a darkened theater which is not conducive to eating and that's especially true with these new recliner seats like they have at Marcus because it's like – Either you're sitting up and it's sort of you're kind of hunched over, mm-hmm. or you're like you're like stretched back and it feels weird. You know, you're sort of basically you know in a horizontal
1: position with food on your belly. <laughs> yeah. It's not unless you're being fanned with like a palm frond right. and being fed grapes like some sort of Roman emperor. It's not really a, not going to work.
0: No, not yet. an ideal date night situation. The no. <laughs> first thing you do
1: is brush off all the yeah all the uh,
0: lettuce when you get up. Marcus Palace has has these. Uh, like trays that come out they're almost sort of like trays on a on a plane or they sort or, or or like a school desk that come out at the side somewhat and i guess yeah uh at in the front seats at flicks it's the same way that's what you experience right
1: i don't know entirely what where they put which seats but okay. for me it was um yeah it was that armrest sort of like you know a, a school desk yeah. that you could swivel forward they ask that you like swivel it in when you have your food then when you're done, you swivel it back out. Okay. That's how they know to come pick up the trash. Oh, that's interesting. So, okay. Yeah. So where I sat both
0: times I was there was in the back half, which is kind of an elevated. Um, and they have these long counters. Um and they have this
1: uh, patented <laughs> yeah.
0: design. Which Let we fact
1: check this? We should check out the office. They hammer and... that pretty home. So <laughs> if there's
0: somebody else who thinks of that they had it, where you could sort of slide a section of the counter forward towards you while you're eating and then just slide it back when you're done. And it's on these caster wheels. Um, and it's very, like, very quiet, like which is great. Oh, yeah. The, kind of the desks but, too. Yeah. Squeaking very back quiet. and forth. They really make a, a premium about that. And so it's pretty. Pretty convenient for eating. Like, I mean, you're just sitting up basically and eat and then you just slide it back when you're done. And, and then um, the other thing I would say was I, I found them, you know, they introduced themselves up front, but they're all wearing black and when they mm-hmm. come to get your food or whatever, I—I I mean, a couple times they would take it. I would not
1: see them do it. Like they are very good at scurrying yeah. through the aisles. You yeah, know? they
0: have a well. I mean, that's a part of the design. I think is like they have these big aisles where they can just you know keep their heads down, and just kind of run in, grab yeah. everything, and get out. And I mean, I there was one time I was deliberately trying to catch them do it, and I I missed them. So
1: <laughs> that was incredible. I was yeah, like you know, ninjas gotcha. or something. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, yeah. 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 My girlfriend who I mm-hmm. went to see the movie with made an interesting point that. The whole scurrying and uh, the, the ninja-like way that these servers would yeah. stay out of your, your sight line. You wouldn't even know that they were there. She felt a little bit awkward because she, she loves saying hey to her server and chatting and like acknowledging them and thanking yeah. them. And for them to be that invisible sort of by design, it was like she felt like, oh, man, I kind of want to acknowledge my server and yeah. just say thank you.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's it. I mean, they, they they all seem very professional, and and uh, it, it was a totally per, yeah. It was a pretty
1: thank you, Jake, my server did a great job. It was a, see,
0: yeah. what you do is you get a, you get a podcast
1: afterwards.
0: To so me, you get a podcast and thank your server.
1: Then. Exactly. I think that's proper <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's dive into the the food itself. Sure. Yeah. Um, and what I enjoyed about um, your let's eat column that you um, that ran. This this weekend, yep. check it out at uh, our website, captimes.com. You, your focus was on function over flavor. Food in the context of a movie theater, your argument goes, I mean, messiness is a problem. So the way that you approached your assessment of flicks was to sort of gauge – how messy is this going to get?
0: And I would say the food that I had was pretty good. Like if it was, if it was out now bad, I would say so, I think. Um, but it wasn't like it's food you're eating while you're doing something else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So your focus isn't always on it, but
1: that's a good point. Maybe if they had had some incredible, like, uh, you know, high quality cuisine that would have, I don't know. Maybe that would be too distracting for the movie. Exactly. Oh my God. Have
0: you tried the shrimp? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I had a burger, their, their Brewhouse burger the first time and it was, you know, a solid uh, bacon cheeseburger. Um, and the second time I was like, OK, I want to try the potentially messiest thing on the menu to really, really put this to the test. Uh, so I was looking for like a spaghetti and meatballs type of thing. But, they, you know, again, they're pretty savvy about making sure it's compact stuff you can eat with your – hands, even like the poke bowl that I think is an appetizer. I think it's, yeah. yeah. So I went with um, the street tacos and it, it, thinking, you know, that could spill out and be, you know, really unwieldy. And actually, I mean, it was, it was like a steak and uh, cheese, onions, pepper, sort of fajita type thing. And it was, it was pretty, nothing really spilled out. It was pretty uh, compact. And again, when you're sitting up like that with the counter, you really don't have to worry too much about making a mess. I mean, so, um, so you know, I went away clean as a whistle. Yeah, yeah. and
1: and not too smelly. And no, no other. See, sensory. I didn't notice that. I've heard
0: other people complain about two things that I didn't even think about. One is the smell of other food. The other is the sound of other people chewing, which I kind of, I can say how it people crazy. But know? also, that's
1: I mean, that's true of any theater, right? right you know, right. I, you, you hear the crunch of popcorn more than you would hear like someone chowing down on a burger. Right. I would imagine. Right. Yeah.
0: And I didn't hear anybody around me really going to town on whatever they were eating. So, um... I suppose – yeah, I suppose if it's somebody who lacks social grace, whether (laughs) eating popcorn or uh, nachos, it's going to be an issue. Yeah.
1: And there is actually on those little notepads where you order your food from at the very bottom, there is a little checkbox you can tick off if there's a disruptive neighbor that you've become aware of. So they can tattle on your – Yeah, and that's the whole (laughs) –
0: one of the things they got from Alamo I think is like they're very supposedly rigorous about no talking, no texting during movies – um and rather than having you confront the person you kind of silently uh let your – do you even tell them like what seat is causing trouble probably and they'd go talk to them and they get like one warning and uh, i think you know second warning they get tossed with don't get a refund i don't know if that's ever happened wow the nice thing is when you're eating with two hands you can't text anyway so that sort of sure. st- st- stops that problem but sure.
1: yeah um what do you think of the
0: beer Thought the beer is very good. Um, wh- one thing about summers, I like dark beers, although like porters and stouts, it gets so hard to find one, you know, in restaurants and mm-hmm. stuff because they're always pushing their IPAs and stuff like that Ooh, and yeah. their, you know, watermelon shandies and things like that. And so they have a night, the, I had their Umbra chocolate stout the first time, which was very good, really, really good. And then the second time I was there, Surly was doing a tap takeover and they had a um, their Russian Imperial stout which was a 12% alcohol beer. Yeah.
1: Mochi, yeah. Yeah, That's and it was something. good.
0: I mean, it was really good. And I'm, and I'm definitely not used to see, drinking something that good in a movie theater. And, and I got a free Michael Myers glass because they give away glassware. <laughs> this week they're giving away Beetlejuice glasses or whatever. Huh. So if you're like a college student who needs like <laughs> yeah. some more glassware, this is pretty
1: – Yeah, branded glassware, exactly. no yep. less. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah. So yeah, I, re- I mean, I think the beer is very strong. Yeah, And the tap takeovers of uh, craft beer, I think, really make it fun and have different things you can try there. So,
1: yeah. At the end of the day, do you think that for any given night where you think, hey, I'm going to go catch a movie, do you think you're going to lean more toward popcorn and Coke at like a more, I guess, traditional venue? Or would you lean toward like, I kind of want to go? I don't
0: know. It kind of depends on, yeah. you know, appetite. I mean, you know, one thing and I've I found with, you know, going out – you know, on a date to the movies, it's very hard to like get a dinner and a movie in because sure. I mean the movies at seven. I mean, you really got to get to eat by like five thirty if you're not unless you plan to eat afterwards. Yeah, so it is kind of convenient, I gotta say. Two uh, birds, one stone. Right, exactly. So, um I mean, it's you know, I think some people are very committed to the popcorn, coke thing, and I I don't begrudge them one one bit, but I mean. For me, if like if a place like that where it does offer a lot more, especially the beer, it, you know, it's hard to pass up, especially if they make it convenient and not too messy.
1: Well, thank you, Rob. Thank for you, Eric. In. Yeah, yeah that's fun. Yeah, thanks for playing the role of Lindsay's guest this week. It's a good role. I'm very honored to be playing the role of Lindsay. Yeah. It's yeah, dream come true. You did a great job. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. This has been The Corner Table, a show about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. The music for the show was composed by Patrick Christians. You can find more stories about food in Madison, including Rob's write-up on his visit to Flick's Brewhouse, at captimes.com. Be sure to check out the Corner Table Facebook page as well. You can find The Corner Table and the other podcasts that the Cap Times puts out, including The Mad Splainers and Wedge Issues, on iTunes or anywhere else you find podcasts. I'm Eric Lawrenson. Lindsey Christians will be back with new episodes very soon. Thanks for listening.